Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Jennifer with the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Lawrence Lefcourt. Hey, everybody. And um, Lawrence, um, share with everybody where you're joining um, joining us from. Uh, I'm currently uh, in Nicaragua uh, on the island of Ometepe. Uh, and I'm uh, on a working holiday, so to speak. That sounds that sounds great. I wanted you to say that because I think there's a level of jealousy that will, um, that will perpetuate throughout all of our listeners. But um, today we have Lawrence with us because um, Lawrence actually serves as our editorial director um, with our consultancy side of which is Insight Marketing Group, and um, Lawrence handles everything having to do with um, really taking content from the standpoint where it's still kind of a rough draft and getting it to where we can produce it on a regular basis for clients. And so anything and everything having to do, especially with our written content, Lawrence has his hands in. And um, Lawrence is a storyteller at, um, at heart, like so many of us. He was over a decade of writing and editing experience to his wordsmith endeavors. He's written content across an array of niches, including health, wellness, B2B, and personal growth, and has served clients in the medical, IT, HR, event planning, and manufacturing industries. And Lawrence, I hear that you have a six-year-old little boy. Is he with you in Nicaragua? Yes, he is. And um, how's he liking that? He's loving it. He's getting uh, fresh juice uh, all the time, and uh, he's just, yeah, he's really, he's a great traveler, so he's loving it. That's great. You start him off early. Start him early in this track. <laughs> so, That's um, right. We wanted Lawrence to come and talk to us a little bit about content and content marketing just in general because um, so much of the time when we have a new medical client, um, we'll go out there and we'll build their website and they'll want us to immediately start working with them on social media or getting rid of some negative um, feedback they've gotten maybe from patients from an online review standpoint. And a lot of times we say, well, hold on a second, we have to slow down and we need to focus on the content for your website. And at the same breath, we'll have a doctor that says, look, I want to know why I'm not showing up on the first page of Google. And we'll say, because we haven't started on your content strategy yet. And a lot of that, um, you know, I like to say like a website is you know, a living, breathing document. It's your day to day. Your social media is short sprints of information that you can get out there to promote what's online. But a true content strategy is um, it's the long game. You really have to have a game plan for you know what kind of content you're going to produce, what it is that your potential audience wants to hear, and um, you know what you're going to do with the content and how you're going to make it so that it's the gift that keeps giving. Corey and I always like to say that a video testimonial or a video with the doctor is the gift that keeps giving. And, and Lawrence can articulate on it a little bit as we get into this conversation. But when you get a video with a doctor or a patient, then it goes you know, from a video to a long form testimonial to a nice long YouTube description 
to social media to little sound bites and Lawrence has his hands and all of that. But that's why we stress so much. Get a good video and it will be the gift that keeps giving because content truly, truly is the long game. So kind of I teed that up. But Lawrence, I want to hear from your perspective. Why is it that content matters? Well, it's exactly like you said, uh, Jennifer. Uh, you you got to Google search engines like Google love uh, original and uh, they love good content. So uh, you you want to you want to post content that matters to your patients and your community, uh, content that's interesting and that engaging and dynamic, and uh, that will establish you as uh, as your establish your credibility as an authority in your field and build your reputation. Share with the audience a little bit. We'll talk about it from our perspective. Some of the content that you've been creating from. Um, from the agency side for the um, referral MD blog that we've been writing for, you know, why don't you share how you go about that, how long that content is and why we actually work on that content. Yeah. Well, that's uh, sort of uh, the referral MD is, is a thought leader in, in the healthcare industry. So we're, we're writing pretty, uh, you know, high level stuff um, uh, about uh, the latest uh, developments uh, in, in digital marketing as it relates to healthcare. Uh, the trends of, of customers and patients, uh, and how that's always changing. So we're trying to stay on the pulse of that and and um, long form articles. So at least 2,000 to 3,000 words uh, that are really of value to the, the mid audience for referral MD are doctors. So we want to give them value, and and so they can have uh, have strategies and uh, for them to develop their own uh, content marketing strategies. No, absolutely. And I think I think that the reason I asked you to, to talk about that, and it scares me when you say two to three thousand words, but that's the level of um, you know, the size of the blogs that we've been asked to write for this this organization, which is a thought leader within the space, is everybody needs a content marketing strategy. And so you may think that you're a single provider pediatrician office, but everybody needs a content strategy and your content can be different. It can be a written piece of content, it could be a visual piece of content, it could be a video piece of content, it could just be a quick graphic. So there's all different levels of content that are out there. Lawrence, um, when, when you're sitting down there, and if you were offering some advice to somebody just getting started in the content straight um, space, you know, what kind of content would you suggest that people dive into? Well, uh, obviously, it, it depends on, on each individual practice, but uh, of course, as you said, patient testimonials are key, um, and that's really a pain point for, for a lot of patients, obviously, so uh, you really want to get, uh, that's how people, that's how patients search uh, for physicians nowadays, is they go online and they look at reviews and, and, and watch videos of, of former patients who have the same problems they do, uh, so that, that obviously is, is a very key uh, piece of content. And uh, secondary to that would be to, to really see what matters to your patients and your community. So if you think uh, it's going to be writing about particular procedures or, uh, um, or equipment in your subspecialty, that's great. If you think infographics or a video of you talking about a, a certain procedure uh, is going to um, um, uh, vibe with people and, and really get them interested, well, that's great as well. So it's really uh, going through... Uh, uh, evaluating your audience and even talking to some of your your close patients and uh, and your staff and to see what would resonate with with your uh, with your fans and your audience. 
So, Lawrence, let me ask you this, because um, so for the listeners, we are our main team is down in Orlando, Florida. And Lawrence, what part of Canada are you in? I'm in Quebec, East Coast. All right. So Lawrence is in Quebec and we're down in Orlando. This week he's down in Nicaragua because he's a nomad and he's traveling and it's great that you're on that you're on a great holiday, a working holiday. But so we send Lawrence a let's say we do a video in a practice. We send Lawrence a video and Lawrence, can you describe to the listener kind of what your process is when it's time to take whatever video we've sent you and turn it into a written piece of content? Yeah, sure. So um, I'll watch the video first of all, and because I'm not a medical expert uh, by any stretch, so I need to, to get my head around what the physician is talking about. And uh, I will pull uh, quotes from the video uh, from the doctor, and I'll integrate, I'll, I'll do research on the topic, uh, whether it's a procedure or if it's a patient testimonial. Uh, I will do research on, on, um, on the procedure and what it's for, the condition it's used for, uh, so uh, I'll do a lot of research on uh, the background of, of, of the various conditions uh, and symptoms, causes, and I'll, I'll, I'll create the article uh, based on that and integrating what the uh, uh, physician or the patient has said in the video uh, to create a long-form content, usually not exceeding a thousand words, so it's shorter than what we're writing for referral MD. And uh, I'll, 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 you know, writing for, I, I often say if you can write for healthcare, you can write for any <laughs> industry because <laughs> you're taking, you know, usually the content is not, uh, is rather dry, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to trans, you have to transform it into something that's interesting, um, but you can't be too sensational or you lose credibility right away. So there's really a fine balance between making, uh, you know, um, sort of, uh, making the, the writing dynamic enough, but not overly um, sensationalizing it. So when you sit down and you write that, that those thousand, um, thousand words, is there, do you also write the social media right then? Yeah. Yes, I'll write the social media after I write the, uh, the article. And uh, that, that obviously that is to that's a snippet, a, a, a one line, one or two liners to to get grab people's attention either on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, and there, there's there's a whole art to writing those posts as well, those short Facebook blurbs. Uh, there are many people have made a career out of teaching other people how to write uh, those headlines, engaging headlines. Absolutely. And then what about? Um where does the description for the video, like from a YouTube standpoint, where does that come into play and how is it different than writing the actual long form article? Yeah, that's a great question as well. Um, so YouTube has its own uh, sort of uh, uh, priorities uh, and rules about how, uh, and those people um, don't focus so much on the YouTube description, but actually it's, it's a great area where you can uh, grab attention for your video. And you can put up to 5,000, I think it's 5,000 characters or something into your the description of your of your YouTube video. Um, so I alter the article slightly, but it's because the title, uh, there's a whole art to matching the title with the first line of your video. And then I put a lot of links in at the bottom. You can put in as many links in as you want. And that will boost your ranking on the search engine, this, this art of, of creating your YouTube description for your video. Yeah, and it's something we put a lot of focus on, especially lately, because you know it's always about how do I get a better ranking on Google, and Google and YouTube are really one and the same, 
And so we focus on YouTube and it helps boost our search engine results over on Google. And then, you know, lately we've been working a lot on, you know, maybe we do a video, but we're not trying, we're trying not to overdo client um, content this year. So then we put, you know, the energy into the YouTube description and then we might come back several months later and have Lawrence write the long form piece of content. And like Lawrence said, I mean, you, you write the content, which is you're doing the, the background on it, and then you write the social media so that we produce one piece of content and we're set for six months to a year just with that piece. So it really is the gift that just keeps on giving. What about, what's your process when I come to you and say, okay, we have a, let's say a vein care client, maybe they do sclerotherapy or something like that, and I want you to come up with... Um, an editorial calendar for the for the upcoming year. Give me four pieces of content that you think we should focus on. What's your process for determining what those pieces of content might be? Right. So, um, being as you, as the audience can see, being a writer nowadays involves a lot more than just writing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. A whole bunch of. <laughs> so, um, what I'll do is, uh, let's say the client is based in Orlando. Uh, I'll, I'll go into Google Ad. Google AdWords uh, has uh, search parameters, so you can actually uh, look. You can actually look for what people in Orlando are searching for. So you can plug in a keyword, and I'll plug in sclerotherapy, and the region I'll specify is Orlando, and it will list uh, all the search, the keywords that have been searched in that month related to sclerotherapy. So I'll take the um, the highest ranking keywords. So let's say uh, uh, let's say it's uh, spider veins, and I'll come up with uh, with a title and, and a theme for the article based around that keyword, which would be spider veins. So an example would be well, uh, what are the three best ways to get rid of spider veins? And then we create the content based around that. Absolutely, and then I will tell you. Sometimes um, I think you did one recently for a client in North Florida, South Georgia, something like that, and and it was related to um, diet and healthy veins. And the doctor came back at us and said, "Hold on, you know, it's a good it's a good article and whatnot." You didn't hear about this, Lawrence, but he did not want us to publish the article because he said, you know, as a physician. There's really not much you can do. If you're going to get veins, you're going to get veins. So healthy eating, you know, I guess it could play into it. There might be some data, but he says, you know, in my 40 years as a physician, I haven't seen it. But we had to go back and really explain to him that it's okay to have a little bit of a fluffy piece because this is exactly what your patients are looking for from a search standpoint. And then um, the team's actually with him right now doing videos. Um, so Lawrence, there's plenty to come down through the pipeline in the very near future for this vein care group. But um, it's the number <laughs> one page. It's the number one page on his website now. Is that that fluffy article oh. that we wrote, which you started with the keyword research? It's number one because you started with the keyword research, and so it's doing what it's supposed to do for his practice, which is get his website listed on the front page of Google. It's geo-targeting for his particular area that he's in, and it's driving potential patients to him. And so it's doing everything we knew that it was going to do, but it took some convincing on the physician side to get it there. Well, that's great news. I'm, glad, yeah, I'm really glad to hear that. And you have lots of work. You have, as if you don't have enough work, there's plenty more coming because they are there. I think they told me they got seven videos yesterday, and they've got another three or four this morning that they're going to do before they head home. Um, so with that said, because we have so many different clients and so many different pieces of editorial that we're working on, 
Um, and we're trying to do in, in 2018, we're trying to do a little bit less editorial, but just more quality editorial. So how important from your standpoint, Lawrence, is it to have an editorial calendar and then kind of what's the best process you have for, for creating that editorial calendar so that you can manage the entire process? Well, yeah, well, that's it. Uh, the first step is, is, uh, is us developing, like you said, going through the, the, the strong keywords, the most popular keywords, and, and coming up with, uh, with a list of uh, potential topics. And then you guys going back to the, uh, the practice manager or the physician and, and planning out exactly what, what that frequency would look like and what's best for them. So if it's one piece a week, that's great. For other practices, it could be one or two pieces a month. And uh, depending on what they've identified uh, as resonating most with their patients, it, it could be an infographic, it could be a video, and, and planning. So you don't get caught up in one month and you say, oh my God, we haven't posted anything all month, what are we going to do? So you've got it all planned out, you've got someone dedicated to uh, making sure it gets done, and that way things run smoothly and your, your community is happy, you're, 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 getting, uh, you're getting results on, on Google and YouTube, and... Uh, and you're attracting the audience to your uh, to your practice and, and your website. Absolutely, and I will say, you know, content is one of those things that works. I was with a um, with a, a spine surgeon last week. Corey and I were, and he was doing some visits in a call center, and I was talking to his um, patient care coordinator, and she said um, repeatedly that every time she has a, a patient that comes in she'll ask them how they found out about this particular doctor. And they have always, um, nine times out of 10 at this point, found out about a spine surgeon because of his um, patient testimonial videos and the long form content that goes with it. In fact, Lori was saying to me that she has um, patients that are on the fence about getting spine surgery. And what she'll do is take the content, most of, most of which at this point, Lawrence, you've written, um, and along with the video, and she'll send them a link to this stuff, and it's the differentiator between them deciding, like, the final go-ahead that they're comfortable getting surgery. So I know that this stuff works. It's just a matter of pulling it all together, and an editorial calendar makes it simple. So um, our listeners are probably thinking, well, I've, got, I've got a calendar. I've got the subjects. I know what it is I want to write, but who in my office or outside should actually be doing the writing? Well, that's it. Uh, that's a great question because uh, really, the, that when it comes down to it, uh, you know, the, the the job of the physician is to provide excellent patient care, and so the job of the writer is to provide uh, super engaging, dynamic, and interesting writing. So, uh, uh, if you're super lucky, you've got someone in your in your office that that can do that. Uh, that's fantastic. But uh, otherwise, uh, it's you know uh, we recommend that uh, you, uh, you 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 hire a uh, <laughs> professional uh, to do that sort of thing. I couldn't agree more because um, I can write, and uh, I mean if I sit down and do it, I know I can get it done. But it takes me a lot longer because I find that writing is one of those things that you need to train yourself for and practice on almost every day to continue to be good at it. So let me ask you this: um, from start to finish. How long does a good piece of content, when you're writing an article, how long does it take you? Wow. Well, um, you know, let's start. Let's take a patient standard patient testimonial between uh, 750 and 1,000 words, say. Um, you know, by the time I go through the video, do the research on the condition and or the procedure, uh, I've got to then uh, write the piece. 
and then I have to check it for uh, uh, for grammar and, uh, and, and keep adjusting for originality, going back for, uh, um, for style. Uh, it can take anywhere from three to four hours. Absolutely. And then, you know, on top of that, it probably takes us three to four hours to get the video, to edit the video down, get it approved. Then you've got another three to four hours. And then on our side, um, once it's time to publish the content, it's probably another two hours. And so you're probably looking all in on um, any good quality piece of content. 10 to 12 hours would be my good guesstimate. So I'm just, I'm putting this out there so that our listeners understand that, you know, it's not as easy as just throwing a video together and writing it down. If you want to do it right, this is something that's going to take you um, several days to get it right, um, collectively several days across the board. Lawrence, let me ask you this, and then we'll go ahead and, and get ripped, wrapped up after you offer some, maybe some tools to the listeners. When, when you're trying to determine what voice to use, um, you know, yeah, you know how long the piece is going to be based on, you know, where it's going to go. But how do you determine voice and how important is it? Well, it's very important, actually. And um, different practices might have different needs. Generally, you don't want to be too formal and too uh, sterile, uh, especially given uh, the topic. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of medical topics can be more um, more dry. So, uh, you know, second, uh, more using a bit of informal language is is, is good because then you can sort of personalize it and instead of writing everything in the, in the third person, uh, you know, people can get bored and especially when they don't have time if they're on their mobile phones and they're scrolling down. So you really want to, you know, try and address the, the patient by using second person voice and bringing them into uh, the content. Uh, I find that works well and, and being, you know, and being and using less formal writing, you know, uh, using contractions and, and uh, making it easy to read. Yeah, especially um, when you're writing on you know things like colonoscopies and colon cancer, it can get very stale very quickly. So let's go ahead. Um, just a couple things here, just real quick. You know, I know these tools. You know the tools. But you know, back in the day when you sat down to write, you might have had a dictionary and a thesaurus. But what kind of tools are out there? Resources are out there now. If somebody really wants to focus on creating great t content for the year ahead, what kind of tools would you suggest? I know I've had to retire my beloved uh, hard copy thesaurus um, <laughs> because there's a powerful online uh, thesaurus. It's called actually called Power Thesaurus. It's a um, a, a, a sourced uh, open source thesaurus, and it's very very good, um, especially because obviously uh, using a variety of words, not always using the same word, is very important. So that's a great tool. Um, a lot of the times I'm, I'm, I'm using co uh, content from different medical sources, so uh, original, having original content is super important. So there's a tool called Copyscape where you know, if you borrowed a few sentences here and there from other websites, you can actually plug your whole article into Copyscape and it will tell you if your piece is original or if, you've come, or if red flags have come up that you've copied too much from another site. It's uh, because you don't want that, especially uh, uh, where credibility is concerned. And finally, for grammar, there's a wonderful uh, website called Grammarly, and that will check your whole document and it will give you these suggestions um, for improving your grammar, your style, and also uh, synonyms. If you're overusing uh, too many of the same words, it will give you a suggestion for how to change it. So it's a great tool. 
Yeah, and I love, I, I've never used, I wrote it down, Power Thesaurus, and I've never used Copyscape because Grammarly also has like a, a plagiarism tool. But I didn't think about it like in terms of what you're saying is, yeah, you need 100% original copy. So I've written both of these down. And Lawrence, when you write the show notes for this show, please make sure you include these couple of tools for the listeners so they can download them. I love Grammarly. In fact, we have um, somebody on our team, I won't mention her, but she does a lot of our sales, and she's just terrible at grammar to the point that I said I said to her, when you come on board with us, you need to run Grammarly through your text messages and through your email. And I actually plug in Grammarly on my um, my my Gmail account, which is tied into my, my inside account, but it corrects everything within my email communications as well. So I can't say enough great things about these tools. And it really has changed the way that we write and it makes us, um, they make us better writers, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And actually you're the one who, uh, uh, recommended Grammarly to me, uh, a couple of years ago. So uh, I, I thank you for that because that yeah, really I love made, it. Has made a big difference. <laughs> yeah, I totally love it. I totally love it. So Lawrence with that, um, let's go ahead and wrap it up. So is there anything that we did not cover that you want to cover for the audience, just from a, you know, a strictly editorial content side, the things that you think that maybe our audience needs to know before they dive into it, or, you know, is this thing so scary that they should hire someone to do it? Or do you think that, you know, a small medical practice can actually tackle a content strategy on their own? Well, uh, I think we covered, uh, yeah, most of it. It's, uh, again, I'd like to stress uh, what you just said, that it, it, it seems easy, but uh, good writing is not. And it's an art form, uh, just like anything else. And for something that's going to represent your practice and that is potentially uh, why or not your, or your, your future patients may choose a procedure or not, if, if, if they're hinging on, on reading a piece of content, you, you want it to be 100% perfect and great quality. So don't leave it to just anyone. Uh, you know, do the best job that you can. And if you need to find someone to do it, do it. Yeah, I, I can't say that enough. Um, I, I mentioned it before. Like I, I can write. I used to write all the time. I'm a little bit out of practice. Um, I like to spend my energy where I'm going to get the biggest bang for my buck. And I like to work with people like you that can do this and you do it day in and day out and you can do it in half the time that I can at this point. And so I think when it's a practice looking to dive into a content marketing strategy themselves, come up with the editorial calendar, come up with your game plan and outsource it if you don't have somebody in-house that can turn around copy fast. And um, with that, I'm gonna wrap it up for today. So Lawrence, make sure you put those tools in the show notes. And um, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you enjoy your trip down in Nicaragua. And with that, um, Lawrence, want to say goodbye to the audience? Thanks, everybody. With that, I'm going to say this is Jennifer with Dr. Marketing Tips, and I'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.